I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career and here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Be Real Podcast. As always, my name is Sammy J, and this week's episode is with mental health advocate, activist, and former D1 athlete, Victoria Garrett. When Victoria was in college, she actually gave a TED Talk called The Hidden Opponent, which really talks about the mental health challenges athletes face, and she turned it into a nonprofit called The Hidden Opponent, talking about this and raising awareness. That organization is now featured in Kobe Bryant and Ava Clark's book, Geese Are Never Swans. So we talk about the book, we talk about her nonprofit, what it's like being a student athlete, and how you can make an impact. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Victoria. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I am so excited to have you on my podcast for so many reasons. Not only because we have a lot to talk about, but also both of our podcasts have the word real on it. You've real pod. Let's be real. I think it's fitting. 
I know. I noticed that. And I was just like, I love this realness, being authentic, no filters. That is all my favorite stuff. So glad to meet one of the same. Exactly. It's so important, especially with what's going on now in the world. Um, So like I said, we have a lot to talk about. First, I read the book, Geese Are Never Swans. And oh my goodness, why hasn't there been a book out like this before? Yes, it's such an amazing book um, that just really depicts mental health issues so beautifully and especially in athletes, which is a storyline we don't often get. And I literally read the entire novel in one night. That's um, impressive. And that's not even a joke. I had to read it early because of the promo. So obviously I was like, I got to read this thing quick. But in but when one I night? Opened it, I could not put it down. It was so good. And that also made me so happy because I am so passionate about the story and people reading it. So I just feel really, once again, real in the fact that I'm promoting the book because I love it and I want everyone to get their hands on it. So for those who don't know, uh, Kobe Bryant and Ava Clark created the idea for this book and they and Ava Clark wrote it. Um, and I think this story is just, like I said, it's so not talked about. And congratulations, your nonprofit is listed as a resource and I, I want to talk more about that in a second. But first, I just want to talk about, for those who haven't read the book, can you give the synopsis? Yes. So the synopsis of the book is as follows. It centers around a young character, Gus. He is a swimmer. And Gus is, when we first open the book, is dealing with the grief of losing his older brother to suicide. And his older brother was also a competitive swimmer. And the older brother got very, very, very close to making the Olympic uh, Games and did not qualify at the Olympic trials. And that devastation, everything he dedicated his whole childhood to qualify for that Olympic Games and then not make it um, was unbearable for that older brother. And he ends up taking his own life. And so now Gus, the younger brother, is navigating the loss of Danny, his broken family life and going to experience those same pressures, thoughts, and stresses that his older brother experienced because Gus is also a swimmer who also wants to go to the Olympics. So we kind of see the same storyline manifest itself in Gus, but the difference is how can he navigate these challenges better than his brother? When I read the book, one of the main things that I took away from it is that being a student, let alone a student athlete, you try and plan everything accordingly. But, you know, life throws you curveballs and it's not what the curveballs are, but it's how you react to them is what shapes you as a person. So I'm curious, as a former D1 volleyball player at USC, what kind of curveballs were thrown your way? Well, it's interesting because I felt like um, some of the curveballs I faced as a college athlete were one of the biggest ones was just my myself, um, the own my own self-talk, the things I said to myself every day in that kind of environment. My confidence was shaken for sure. Um, that question of am I good enough to be here? Did I prepare enough? Do I know enough? What do they think of me? Um, the level is just so high that for me, I developed that sort of imposter syndrome. And I definitely feel like towards while I definitely struggled with my mental health throughout college, my senior year, I felt like I had kind of mastered my own mind and how to handle it in those situations. But then I graduated and I've been pursuing my own career and I found that I still struggle with those thoughts of my own self-worth or with anxiety. But now the narrative is slightly different. And so I'm having to 
re-understand the new curveballs um, and apply what I used to practice to this new dialogue, if that makes sense. So I think every curveball we're thrown in life, whether what comes next is similar or not, we're developing and creating mechanisms to handle that sort of thing. And so it only makes you stronger. For sure. I mean, also, like you were going to say, like, we're a lot of the times our worst enemy, you know, it's how I think also social media plays a role into that, which we can talk about later. Um, But another aspect to this book that I love is the relationship that Gus uh, creates with his coach. It's that, you know, camaraderie that I think is so special. And it's not really talked about how that can help to have someone like that who understands the pressure that you're under. Did you ever have that type of experience? I feel like it's very special to have a coach who has that sort of impact on you and that relationship with you. And I definitely experienced that sort of coaching in high school from my club coach. However, um, you know, it is it is something that when you continue in a sport and you experience different coaches and I had two different college coaches. And on top of that, um, if you're great, if you're fortunate enough, depending on your division, you might have three to four extra coaches on a staff. So fortunately, I think with good people, there's always an opportunity to form a connection. Um, But for me, I would say looking back on my sports career, you know, being honest, being real, I don't have that one coach um, that I feel like changed my life. Um, I did feel like I found that in teammates and role models. Yeah. But it is something that as an athlete, you know, you hope you do come across. Do you think if you had that, that would have helped uh, the pressures that you kind of put onto yourself with under the such high stakes? I definitely do. I think that when you feel like your coach fully believes in you and wants to see you shine and cares about you as a person, some of that you are going to mitigate some of that stress and pressure because you're not worrying about what your coach thinks about you. And there's not any more. There's not much uncertainty because the relationship is clear. And so I definitely think that that would have been um, a help. However, I learned one of my biggest lessons in not having that, which is not letting people outside myself give me validation. The more I seek uh, the approval of a teammate or the approval of a coach or the nod, so important. Then, then the less secure I can be in just n- my own thoughts and knowing who I am. So while I, yes, that would have been nice to have, I don't regret the incredible lesson it taught me of being the person who creates my own storyline. So when you found out that you were going to be a player at USC, which is their volleyball team, incredible. What was your experience like in the work? And for those who don't understand how much goes into being a student athlete, can you describe what your days were like? Yes. So I was so excited. This was everything I had wanted, especially playing volleyball uh, my entire childhood. And so to get this opportunity was huge. And getting there, I think you like to imagine, you know what it would be like to be a student athlete, especially at USC. You think, oh, I know I can work really hard. I promise. Like all I want to do is play volleyball. You know, you think these things and then you get there and they lay out your schedule and you realize that Monday through Friday from one o'clock to six o'clock, you can't do anything, but show up to the gym and just do what they say. So from one to six, Monday through Friday, I would have practice, film, a lift. Uh, most of the time in that block, you're you're working out for about 
three to four hours, depending on the day. You could have a three hour practice, an hour and a half lift. Um, the numbers could vary. My body is just tired just hearing this, let alone yes. doing it. And then, yes. And then you fit in your class uh, before one or after six. Not to mention uh, the other things that we do as college students, having a family life, a social life, wanting to just get lunch with a friend. Um, And then you have games twice a week. And that includes traveling out of the state, uh, depending on your conference and keeping up with the academic schedule that everyone else at the school is as well. When did you have time to eat? That is the thing you have to carve (laughs) in. It's like you have to make sure you're eating and you have to like plug it into your calendar. And that goes along with just even time to do nothing. I feel like if I am waking up and doing things and I'm super robotic, um, I just feel like I'm not relaxed or I haven't had a moment to de-stress. So it's also carving in like 30 minutes to do nothing, which you barely can even get. And honestly, at the time, my 30 minutes of doing nothing was just sitting, stressing about the things I should be doing or, um, you know, feeling overwhelmed and kind of letting it, because you know, when you just do so many things that you don't focus on what's really happening. And then when you slow down, you're like, something's wrong. It becomes weird to like take a breath. Yes. You you realize what you've been kind of running from with this busy schedule. So it was a lot. Um, It is a lot for current student athletes. And, um, you know, that just comes with the territory. So, I'm curious because I'm always thinking about like different solutions to things. If you could rewrite the curriculum for a student athlete, what do you think you could do that would make it more manageable? It's tough because they do try to make sure all the schools are doing the same things and have the same opportunities to practice and et cetera. And there are very strict rules about that stuff. However, um, I feel like the most obvious to me that can be adjusted is just providing equal and accessible mental health support for all student athletes. Um, That to me would have helped me manage everything much sooner is to have that person to talk to. And fortunately at USC, I did have that. It took me a while to go seek that help, but there are many, many schools and players who don't have an opportunity to seek that help for their mental health. So it's incredibly important. And that's another reason why the book Easter Never Swans is so important is because it details this side of the game that is equal to all the physical things we do to compete. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk about mental health in athletes and something social media. We'll be right back. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, 
you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And we're back. My season one finale, Kevin Love, was our guest. And we talked. I saw that. That is my dream interview. Congratulations. That was crazy. He's incredible. And we one of the things that we talked about that I want to bring up with you is that there's such a stigma for athletes going to therapy. It's fascinating to me that it's okay to go to a sports psychologist. It's okay to work out and get in great shape physically. But yet there's such a stigma to go to therapy. I always say that you're supposed to work out your body, but you're also supposed to work out your mind. Like, that's what therapy is. I agree with that wholeheartedly. The stigma from society is definitely a huge factor in the reason why we don't prioritize mental health as much. It's just this idea that because you can't see the injury, because it's yeah. invisible, um, because someone just has to say it's there makes it less believable. And we obviously know as a society, we don't like to believe things unless we can see them. So, um, you know, I found that the stigma of, oh, you should just be able to figure this out or cheer up or you've got this or brush it off. So not that simple. Yeah, not that simple. Exactly. Especially those terms that we have coined in sports culture, like brush it off, shake it up, um, figure it out, just be clutch. All those things make you think it is something you can just fix yourself. But when we look deeper and we dive below the surface and we talk to those professionals and people who really know what's happening inside our minds, they can tell you it's not just a quick fix. It's the same sort of injury as an ACL tear. You need to go to rehab. You need to get surgery. You need to um, take time off. And if your brain, if you are depressed, um, the neurochemicals in your brain are not the way they once were. You're not producing enough serotonin. That's what people forget. There's a science behind it. It's not just like there's a chemical imbalance in your brain a lot of the time. That's not just in your head. 
Exactly. And I think we beat ourselves up for not being able to think ourselves out of it. And I struggled with that for a long time. I just said, you've got to think yourself out of this. You know, this just means you can't handle it. No one else is this way. And I discredited how severe the issue actually was until it was really bad. Yeah, well, I heard you say that you never really experienced anxiety before this. No, my high school experience, I'm fortunate to say, was pleasant. Um, I know a lot of people don't have that. I wish I could say the same. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm sorry. Was it rough? The first two years were the hardest for me. Yeah. Last year was a lot better. And this year, I'm a senior, so we're trending in the right direction. But it's all about putting your mental health first. Right, right. And I also think we're at different times um, with social media. And even though we are close in age, you are going through high school at a time where we have a TikTok or we have Instagram the way it is. I did not get Snapchat till my sophomore year of high school. So even though I I am very tech savvy and I'm a younger generation, it was not as prevalent as it was. So who knows how my mental health would have been if I was dealing with the same social media scrutiny and involvement that you have to deal with. Um, But so for those reasons and also for having a pretty blessed, privileged family, Um, I did not experience too many mental health issues. But then when I got to college, I just felt like that schedule we mentioned, the pressure we talked about, all just came out of nowhere and I was not able to handle it. You mentioned this in your TED Talk and I was so curious about this. You said that if you're one minute late, you had to wake up at 6 a.m. and run. (laughs) Why did they do that? That is as clear as it sounds. If you are one minute late, We are all running at 6 a.m. the next morning. That was a team rule. 60 seconds. Yep, that was a team rule. And it was just, you can't be late. There's absolutely no excuses. Um, We show up on time or we show up early. And that was one of the main things that developed my my anxiety real quick. And it wasn't just... Understandably. It wasn't just if you were late, we ran at 6 a.m. It was if you break any single rule on our team rules, we will do 6 a.m. running. So wearing the wrong color shirt, forgetting your socks, like just common human errors. Punishing you for being human. But it's tough because, you know, I still look back and I'm torn between, I personally think at this time in my life, I could handle that penalty. I could handle those rules. And as an 18 year old who was dealing with so many changes and adjustments in college as a freshman, I just wasn't equipped to handle that stress and pressure Um, because I look back and I'm like, okay, we were number one in the country. We were undefeated. You know, there's a reason why we were that good. And I'm guessing rules and the team dynamic and that strictness played a part in our performance. However, you know, I just wasn't wise enough. I hadn't done enough work. I wasn't experienced enough to know how to handle that pressure. And like, if I had that rule now and I made the team run, I feel like by accident, I feel like I would just be like, you know what? Sorry, guys, I'm human. I forgot my shirt. Like, I'll see you guys 6 a.m., whatever. That's life. We're a team. We do things like this. Whereas freshman year, it was, everyone's going to hate me. I'm a freshman. I'm a walk-on. I'm going to make the seniors run. Like, it was just this. It, there was so much more tied to it than just a punishment Especially with for the hierarchy of that, too. Yeah. Like, seniors. And you couldn't be late to 6 a.m. running. If you what showed ha- up at 6 What happened if you were late to 6 a.m. running? We had to show up the next day and that happened once. Someone missed 6 a.m. running because they overslept. And so we had to come back the next day at 6 a.m. Did you have time for a social scene with your schedule? 
I did my best to try to keep up some sort of social life. One of my my best friend from high school also went to USC and she was not an athlete. So she was able to, you know, bring me along to things and introduce me to her friends. And I was grateful to have that because I didn't have the time to go meet people at all. So for her to just say, join us for dinner and let me introduce you to all the friends I've made was a really nice thing to have. However, something I really struggled with was not having a social life or friend group outside my team. And my senior year um, in the spring was the first semester I was just a student because volleyball's in the fall. And now that I didn't have a season I was training for, you get senior spring just to, to be a student. And that time in my life, I really was like, wow, I've been here for four years and my only friends or social relationships were teammates. And it just was really difficult for me to sit with that as a college senior thinking, great, now I have all this time. I don't have practice. I can do everything social I would ever want to do, but I don't really have people to do that with. And I really struggled with that. That makes total sense. And I also think the social media role that plays into that, where you see people having fun and partying, then also you're torn between wanting to go out, but then also you're in a really bad mental state where you don't want to socialize with anybody. It's that it's that uh, you're between a rock and a hard place. Well, something I discovered about myself in quarantine, which I'm so excited, like this one Tell thing me. will be the best thing that I realized about myself is, so I mentioned I struggled with kind of that lack of a ton of friends. And I think mm-hmm. especially as females, there's this pressure to have a girl group, a passe, a girl's night out. And so when you don't have that group of five or six or that group chat, you think like something's wrong with me. And before quarantine, I just remember like actively, how can I build relationships? How can I invite someone here? Like I need more friends because there were social things happening, pictures, events. And I felt like I needed that. But now that I've been in quarantine and there is no party to go to, there are no pictures of the groups, there are no things. I've looked at my life and realized I don't have an absence. I don't feel an absence of friends. I have some of my best, my best friends in the world, but let's be real. That's like four or five people and they're not quality over quantity though. That's what I always say. Yes. Quality over quantity. But so I've realized like these people give me everything I need in friends and I don't even have time for the people that are my friends. They're always like, you're so busy. Can you make time for me because of everything I'm doing? So I just realized, wow, it was an illusion that society was convincing me I needed more friends. I needed to go to these things with people in the pictures. And now that there's no opportunity, I've realized I don't need that at all. I know you've talked about how you would post these photos, but like they would be so manicured, even though they would just look quote unquote candid. Yeah, I spent a lot of time trying to perfect my Instagram, especially in college and make sure it looked like I was everything I thought I was supposed to be. Happy, skinny, pretty, popular, um, like just enjoying this lifestyle and being this girl that I thought, you know, you needed to be. And it was just so fake. And it was such a disconnect with my heart because I remember just feeling like absolute um, just feeling really bad about myself or feeling really down and finding a picture to seek those likes and those comments and and look at this little feed and think, okay, well, this looks perfect. So, you know, maybe my life's not as bad as I think it is. Um, and that also wore on me over time, just putting up a, a front and putting on a mask that wasn't genuine to me. And I think if you it's live exhausting. your life- Yes, and if you live your life as someone else or something else, 
you slowly start to lose touch with who you are. And I just, I had to stop that. Okay, we have to take one more quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk more things social media and society's beauty standards. We'll be right back. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And we're back. I love so much how just authentic you are in social media. And I love your TikTok because it is just like with everything going on in the world and especially on that app, it is just like, thank you, real. It's authentic, which is needed more. I'm really grateful to hear that. And you got to get on the app, girl. It is where it is at right now. I mean, I just took it's we can we can talk about it after. But TikTok is just a game changer. And the people I've been able to connect with um, the way I've been able to explore my creativity. You know, I found that 
in the message I want to share. It's given me so many ways to communicate it. And you are right. There's a very toxic diet culture on TikTok, um, a very a very clear standard of beauty presented on that app. But you're breaking that. I think it is important. And um, just I've been having a really great time on it. And it means a lot to know that, you know, you're enjoying the TikTok. So thank you. Something that I've also just realized, there's just this gap in what societal beauty standards, which is something that I want to talk to you about. Because, you know, there's so many trends with it. You know, sometimes it's the like skinny stick figure is what's cool or beautiful, but then it's the curves, but then it's like a normal body. Why do you think that's something that's still so prevalent in society when people are like, just don't look like that a lot of people? Well, we've just continued to give attention to our appearance. First off, that's something that as society, we value. Um, And I'm not saying that that's what I value, but as a whole, you just grow up, especially as a female, being told to look a certain way, present your, look presentable. Um, And then there's all these like adjectives we would attribute with that, which is dainty, poised, feminine. Um, I know feminine was a big issue for me because as an athlete, I didn't feel feminine. I felt sweaty and uh, bulky and strong and even strong isn't something we would associate with a, a beautiful female. So you have those narratives. And then also we see the people who have the power and the followings promoting image and, you know, without naming people, but I'll name people Kardashians, you know, we see them <laughs> uh, most of the time, very image focused and, that in turn sends a message to the people who follow them and consume their content, which is millions and millions and millions, that that is important. And also, this is what you should look like. And we need to just start shifting the attention and the message, especially to those younger generations about what the priority is. And, you know, I don't think that the Kardashians wake up in the morning and set out to make girls feel bad about themselves. I think they're also normal people like us who've probably fallen victim to the same standards and pressures, but they're under a spotlight. And so whether they like it or not, they are setting the standard um, and we follow that. And so it's important to pay attention to where we're putting that focus, what we're trying to become, um, and then create our own notions around that. I know you've talked about how, you know, from all these societal standards, it made you want to change your body so you either wouldn't eat or, you know, and that's something that so many people are facing. It's become kind of, have you seen those like TikToks where it's like they make light of it or they make it like normalized? Yes, I've seen them. Sadly, they're so harmful. (laughs) Plus, you know it best, like when you're an athlete, especially a student athlete, you have to bulk up to play the sport. That's just what happens. You gain muscle. Um, you gain strength. How do you think we can, as a society, change that to make that still beautiful? Because it is. It comes with each person kind of claiming that power back and that authority to be the person who validates themselves, be the person who says this is okay and I don't need you to approve it. And especially for female athletes, you know, we need to remember that and I made a TikTok about this yesterday and it was just saying you're not there to look the prettiest. You're there to play the best and ball out and do what you've been training to do, not look the cutest in your uniform. But we've once again 
in this society had people put such a focus on our image that even athletes, female athletes, me, I wasn't focusing on how strong, fast, um, good at my sport I was. Instead, I was thinking about how I looked too big, how I didn't look good enough, um, how the muscles I had spent months building and developing on my body were ugly. Um, and just ignoring the fact that it, that was a mark of hard work. To, to get muscle on your legs is hard to do. Yet in that process, I despised that growth. Wow. Unfortunately, it's so hard to be a girl today. Like, it's so hard. Um, and I honestly love what you've done with your nonprofit. I love that it's listed as a resource in this book. So for those who aren't aware of your nonprofit, please, please share it. After struggling with my mental health freshman and sophomore year, I delivered a TED Talk in the spring of my uh, college uh, time. <laughs> I delivered a TED Talk my sophomore year, and it was called The Hidden Opponent. And it basically explained the stigma that athletes face when it comes to mental health and the mental health issues in sports that often go um, not talked about or not addressed. And after graduating, I continued to speak and I traveled at different college campuses and I spoke, but I realized that there's so much more than just me and my one story. There's hundreds, thousands of athletes who experience these same struggles. So I wanted to create a community, a platform where we could amplify the stories of those student athletes and also create a community together um, to kind of combat that stigma. And so it's called The Hidden Opponent after my TED Talk, but also because I think you know, I just love that that idea that we're facing a competitor. We have another opponent, but this one you can't see. And it's really been special to develop this group. I have an amazing um, team of people who who help. Ben Ruvo is a baseball player in college. He's our president. And all of the team is made up of current and former student athletes. And we have a Facebook group with hundreds of athletes. So it's really it's really special. And I'm so grateful that Kobe supported it and that we can be a resource in this book and anyone who reads it and is struggling can come our way. Just starting a nonprofit for this is so important because like you've talked about, it's not talked about. Yeah, it's not at all. So I know you've been asked, would you write a book? I know I've seen your answers. You've been asked it a lot, but I'm going to change it You did it up. your research. I, I love did. It. So, but I'm going to change up the question. Would you ever make a documentary? I mean... I would love to participate in that or do that. And I am willing to share my story in any capacity in hopes that it helps. But speaking of that, there's an incredible documentary coming out any day now called The Weight of Gold with Michael Phelps and all these incredible athletes who talk about the mental health issues of Olympic athletes. Um, so that sounds that is something very similar to what you just asked coming out, too. And then also just big nod to Kevin Love, who you've interviewed, but just for him to kind of champion this conversation just creates waves um, for him to be Completely. involved. So it's incredible. It's also this, it's this stigma that all of this is a stigma and I just don't understand it because if everybody goes through it, then why is it not talked about? Yeah, no, I agree for sure. And I think the stigma has already changed dramatically, which is incredible just from my freshman year of school where it was at to now my first year out of school looking at where the conversation is. Um, I, I really feel like it is super prevalent in sports right now. And that's, that's awesome that in just four years, we've seen such great lengths. I agree. And I also think that 
you have persevered not only through the transition, but also to get on the team. So for someone who has been rejected, what advice would you give them to not give up? I believe that when it comes to should I give up or not, and I almost want to refer to that term as more like move on because, you know, there are people that do have to stop for certain reasons and you never want someone to look back and think uh, they couldn't do it or they weren't strong enough um, because it's a difficult decision to stop something. I would just, my advice would be to really look inside yourself, forget the external noise, what your parents say, what social media said, what you said in the past to people, whatever it is you're dealing with and think, you know, is my heart in this? Do I really want to, do I have more to give? And sometimes that answer is going to be no, and that's perfectly okay. And other times you might think, yeah, I got a little fight left in me and you want to keep going. And for me, I had a little fight left in me and I'm glad that I, I kept going. Man, I like, I think, I feel like if more people were as honest as you have been just in general, I think the world would be a much better place. <laughs> that is so sweet of you. And you are super honest too. So I'm glad that you get to host these conversations with all these incredible people and bring that realness out of them. Well, thank you very much. And if you haven't already, please go purchase Geese or Never Swans. And don't forget to check out Victoria Garrick on her social media. It's just Victoria Garrick on all of them, right? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and also go check out The Hidden Opponent. Yes, come to The Hidden Opponent Instagram. Or if you're a student athlete, join our Facebook group. We definitely want you there. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real podcast. If you have not already, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment if you have any suggestions or just your thoughts on the podcast. Also, if you haven't already, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at it's Sammy J. That's I-T-S-S-A-M-M-Y-J-A-Y-E. And as always, I will see you guys next week. Bye. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.